Hey guys, welcome to the Tradie Success Podcast. This episode is better watched than listened to, so if you want to watch it, go to the show notes. There's a link there. Click the link and it'll take you over to watch the full video for this training. And if you're loving the podcast, please go and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people. Tell your friends. We want to elevate the perception of tradies everywhere and really make impact around the world. Thanks so much. Enjoy the show. Um, very exciting. So we are talking tonight about a subject called Off the Tools. If you are into 50 Cent, we can call it Off the Tools with a Z. Up to you. To be honest, I don't really mind what you do. I've got a spreadsheet. It's actually pretty killer. And this is kind of... If you listen to last week's session, kind of touched on this. And then I was thinking, wow, I was just thinking about back to, to my journey and wishing I had a formula to work out when to get off the tools. And I'll go to the iPad now because I am, in fact, the iPad Lord. There we go. I read it with Z, wrote it, writ it. I can say read, I guess, if I'm bragging about a rapper, but... You'll see this. Does anyone know what that is? A number. A number. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. It's a mango. <laughs> Looks like a fried egg, mate. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, let's just take what it looks like out of it and let me just tell you that it is, in fact, a mango. I want to encourage everyone. Uh, if you're not on mute, actually, if you just mute yourself. Unless you want to talk, then you can unmute yourself. I do like interruptions. We are about... 17 weeks since our last hijack so uh we're going good we're going strong at hijack two weeks in a row and it was very uh confronting times anyway there's a time and a place for off the tools and i want to reference the mango mango is i think it's got to be the greatest fruit in the world does anyone agree out there show of hands mango the greatest fruit in the world absolutely and but at the wrong time it's awful yeah, get it too early and you're not going to like it. Get it too late and you're not going to like it. So it's similar when I was reflecting to in and around off the tools, I was like, yeah, there's a time and a place for off the tools. And I know for me, just take you back on my story, I got off the tools at two tradesmen and an apprentice. And somehow I magically filled up 40 hours in the office. Don't ask me what I was doing. I didn't have the academy to lean on. Somehow I was busy. And when people asked me, oh, you're off the tools? I was like, yeah, bro, off the tools. Like it was some kind of ego thing where I had achieved maximum enlightenment and they hadn't. And it wasn't until I remember punching the figures out and I was like, holy crap, I am a liability to the company. There is no money coming in and I need to change this. And it goes on... Um, like you go on a big journey, right? So you go on a big journey going, okay, so my ego has got to come out of it and my insecurity has to come out of it and mass has to come into it. So how do you develop an hourly rate? How do you work out your cost of operations? You don't go off what Jimmy said down the road or what Susie told you is too expensive. You go off a spreadsheet. You go off mass. You go off what, what's actually happening and that will dictate and guide you and give you the confidence you need to anchor on. So it's not an egg. It's not a lemon. It's not a number. It is a mango. There is a time and a place. And we can work that out to the number. We can work that out to the billable resources. How many billable resources do you need 
to get off the tools, right? Who has heard someone before say, um, oh, I was making more money just needing an apprentice and they got five stuff, yeah? Heaps, you hear it all the time. I was making more money just me an apprentice. I was making more money by myself. I'm the world's biggest legend. It's something you hear all the time and it's all too common. And it's literally, there's a couple of key components to factor into it that we just need to pull ourselves back and watch the spreadsheet guide us through. So I'm going to take you on a journey. This is, in fact, my first time running through the spreadsheet. So bear with me. But I want to highlight the spreadsheet. You see, this is pretty bare tonight because we are going to we are going to sort of delve in somewhere else. But there's sort of ways to make money, ways to make money here. And we'll talk, obviously, the elephant in the room is materials. And sometimes, you know, you can just become an import exporter. <laughs> really, you know, you just import labor materials. The general goal is, and this needs no introduction, the general goal is this is you or your company, you get labor. Who is that? I need to mute you. You get labor plus materials at a dollar figure here. Then you add a margin to it. And then you on cost that at a higher dollar figure to the end user. So what I'm trying to say is that needs, you don't need to see that to know what happens, but that's what needs to happen. Labor and materials needs to come through you. And at the end of the day, if this number is correct, the dollar figure is correct. Do you really care if it's coming from labor or materials or both? The answer is probably not, right? You like to have as most, as much as you could from each, but the reality is both good things, right? Both money coming in. And that's how we need to see ourselves. We need to see ourselves, the company, as things move through it and get on costed. And the biggest drama is if you don't know what price you're getting these for, and on this is obviously in the business, there's a raw cost of operations per hour. If you don't know what sort of, well, if you don't know what those are costing, then you'll have no idea what's coming out the other side. And you might be thinking you're charging, you might you could be charging a correct rate. You could be getting correct billable hours in, but something could be amiss. Now, back up to the top, ways to make money. We're talking labor component here. There is, in fact, an hourly rate. Obviously, hourly rate needs no introduction. It's what we set our ego on, right? I am $100 an hour. I am 80. I can't believe you're $90 an hour. I can't believe you're able to charge 150 The interesting thing is most people coming into Incubator raise their rates, right? Just chuck it in the chat. If you did Incubator and raise your, raise your rates, I'd love, to, uh, I'd love to just hear that. And let the people hear it because most people do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come in the chat, come in the chat. But we get so fixated on something that is essentially a third of the battle. We get so fixated on what the hourly rate is. And let's just say your hourly rate is, in fact, we're going to level it out at $100 an hour. Plenty of yeps in the chat. Big shout out to Incubator. I do really like Incubator. Raise your rates $35 an hour, $25 an hour. It's great. That's absolutely incredible. But this is what we want to talk about tonight. Billable hours. You can see your hourly rate has a best friend, a partner, a Bonnie and Clyde, a death to us part, a Romeo and Juliet, 
right? It has a partner in crime and that's billable hours. If your hourly rate is 100 or 150 or 320 or 165 or 80 and you're getting no billable hours, then it's going to result in what? No money. So you can see your hourly rate is completely tied to billable hours. Now, on that, if you're getting, let's just say per week, 24 in or 40, and I like to call this the entitlement philosophy when people feel like they run a business and they can pick the kids up from school and drop the kids off when they've got no staff and because I run a business, then watch this. Then their hourly rate is referenced by billable hours. So what's 2,400 here is 4,000 here. You put $1,600 times 52, what's that? Is that like 80 or 90 grand difference over the year? Gone. Not only that, but your cost of operations, which is like a big piece of steel, instead of having 24 men carrying it, has four, instead of having 40 men carrying it, sorry, has 24 men carrying it. So picture your cost of operations like a big piece of steel and the billable hours carrying that steel. When there's less people carrying it, it's heavier, right? The weights spread across more people. So we want to make sure our billable hours component is good. Now, if you are operating in and around an hourly rate, if you know me, I, not a, I love hourly rate work. I think it's incredible. Limited admin, uh, limited scheduling, guaranteed efficiency, all this kind of stuff. Um, important, right? Like it's, it's, it's amazing. So, but if you're on an hourly rate, you're pretty much governed by that. Your rate times how many hours you do. That's it, right? Whether I'm heaps good or heaps bad, I'm still earning the same amount of money, right? Whether a job took me seven days or four days, I'm still earning. Well, actually, the, 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 the worst tradesman or worst operator is actually, actually benefits from this because they get to stay at the job longer, right? So this is a really interesting conversation. I had this with our peak performers this week, and I say this most weeks. Who's the best tradesman in the room? Show of hands. Who's, who's that down there? Joey. Let's say Joey is $200 an hour and he's, he gets this job done in one day. $1,600. Let's say I'm match unfit, right? Not quite what I used to be in 2007. You know what I'm saying? Let's say Crowy and Joey, it's a little rhyme to it. Takes me two days the end result to the client is the same thing on $1,600. So who's been penalized here? Joey's been penalized for being a good operator. You put that, those two figures in front of a client, you put, oh, you can go with Crowey at 100 or Joey at 200. What on earth do you think the client's going to pick? Crowey at 100 is <laughs> heaps cost effective, but I'm heaps slow. So if anyone's engaging you in an hourly rate discussion, there's more than one component at play here, right? It's like, well, cool, that's, that they're cheaper than me. Is, are they any good? Is that really matters too? Oh, cool. Like, and this should give you confidence to charge what you're actually worth. This is where something like the shopping list pricing system is absolutely genius. It brings into play what we love to call here efficiency. So efficiency is the rate you can achieve billable hours in actual hours, right? 
So let's just say uh, in here, my billable hours, I got, I did three days, but I was able to achieve 32 hours worth of work. Well, let's just say I did five days, which is 40 hours, but I achieved 60 hours worth of work. All of a sudden, my 2,400 becomes 3,200 and my 4,000 becomes 6,000. Does that making sense, everyone? So the more we can focus up in and around the Trinity, as you might like to say, hourly rate, billable hours and efficiency, they all work together for profit. And obviously materials comes in on top of that at the end. Is that making sense, everyone? Did I miss anything in the chat? No, nothing in the chat rather than people just raise their rates for incubators. So there's three sort of components, right? And what else comes into the components and is billable hours, which I'll show you. Let me open this spreadsheet and we'll get into what I've dubbed off the tools spreadsheets, right? So hopefully I just want to stop here just for a second, just on the hourly rate and billable hour stuff, because I understand a lot of, a lot of us get bullied sometimes, right? By a client or by a commercial operator or by someone in the street. You can't do that. You can't charge that. Are you, are you what? And sometimes it's not even the amount, right? Sometimes you could be $85 an hour and you're like, what? Jimmy's 60, right? Or you could be $150. What? So I just want to highlight to everyone, um, don't worry about it. Who cares? Just charge what the mass tells you to charge. And if you don't quite understand what the mass is saying, uh, big shout out to the academy. Jump on board and we shall help you out. But all right, let me uh, bring up my spreadsheet and we shall get this thing cooking. So I know that sounds obviously really simple to you guys. Billable hours, hourly rate and efficiency. But you'd be shocked that I guarantee you most of you aren't getting 40 hours a week in. Most of you have never thought about that before in that regard. Most of you never thought you got penalized for the good operator system. So let that, you need to know how many billable hours you're getting every single week, every single week, every single year. But all right, let me share my screen. I was in fact laughing. Can I just hear someone um, mention, get to the chopper? Does anyone want to say that? Does anyone want to say, get to the chopper? Like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Joey, you want to say that? You gave your shout out before? You sort of owe me in a way? Do you want to say like, get to the chopper, like the Schwarzenegger, or not? No? <laughs> He's muted. <laughs> so good. I'm just buying time, finding my spreadsheet. You got my spreadsheet there, guys? Everyone got that? Thumbs up. I can't see him. Cool. All right. This is the calculator, what I like to call off the tools. So let's just reset everything because I was having a play around with it before. And we can pick, guys. Who wants to pick? Who wants to pick? Who's a business owner here? Steven Seagal, Mr. Burns, Frank the Tank, Thrill Ho. If anyone gets that reference, chuck it in the chat, please. I'd love to talk to more people who are Simpsons fans. Christina, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Colonel Sanders, Ronald McDonald, Sly Stallone, Luke Perry, and Drazik, the teen heartthrob from Heartbreak High. I'm showing my age here, but more than happy to do so. Let's go with Steven Seagal. All right, I've been thinking about this guy a lot lately as I'm sure you have too. So let's just go, here's a business owner. 
his pay rate. This is an interesting one, the pay rate, right? Because we want to make sure that Stephen or you are paying themselves something, right? General rule of thumb is what you can earn for someone else, just pay yourself. That's a great way to operate. Then you know how much more you're making than earning for someone else or how much less and you need to adjust per suit. So monthly hours, a little trick here. This is the most amount of hours a tradesman can accrue across a 44-week year. Make no mistake, you work 44 weeks. I know you might be hardcore and push through, but we don't really want to talk about that because we want to factor us in like we work for someone else. Because if you ever come to sell your business, it's a really critical discussion and conversation to have. All right, now billable resource. This is essentially billable hours. We'll get that in a second. Raw cost of operations per hour. If yours is less than 40, I'm not going to say it's not less than 40, but I'd be shocked if it was much less than 40. Raw cost of operations per hour is like what your business or company costs you to run per hour. That's including everything. Super, long service leave if you're in those kind of states, petrol, van, loose tools, um, just absolutely everything you can possibly think about. Efficiency is essentially the good operator syndrome. We'll get to that in a second. And our charge out rate, I've just leveled us out here at 100. It's just really, really easy mass for us to all sort of locate and do. So you'll see here, and how much materials can one man use? I just said five grand per month. That's pretty standard. Obviously, chop and change as you see fit. But you can see run of the mill, Steven Seagal. Not that I would ever call him run of the mill in a sentence ever again. But for this purpose, we will call him run of the mill. Run of the mill, Steven Seagal has um, business owner, pay rate $40 an hour, and he's $146, so 146 hours in the month. He is generating $123,000 a year profit, post everything. Whoa, what was that? It was hectic. Mute yourselves, please, uh, or burp on your own time. Now, what we want to do here is what most people do at this stage. They take um, a day in paperwork. They're so busy and they take a day in paperwork. Watch this. Watch my billable resource go to 0.8. See what it did there? Look what happened here. So if I'm billable resource at one, I'm 123. Billable resource, that's just taking a day, an extra, an extra day a week just for paperwork, right? So this is why if you're by yourself, you really need to get those billable hours in. Check it out. You go from 87,000 to 123,000 just for that day. It's absolutely huge. This is what I want to highlight before what I talked about. Um, you see people wanting to work 24 hours a week because they feel entitled to because they run a business. So they go to a 0.6, 52,000. Have you ever not earned what you thought? Yeah, chuck it in the chat if, if it's happened to you. Chances are your efficiency's efficiency shot or you're trying to take too many days doing not much. So let's just say, for instance, this person, Stephen, is doing exactly what he should be doing and he is getting a full 40 hours in and he's making up his four to six hours of office work on his own time, which is a really good thing to do if you're starting out. Make it up on your own time. It is either sacrifice time or money and I think you should sacrifice your time starting out. Let's say Stephen Seagal's getting busy, right? He, uh, he wants to employ an apprentice. He's got a friend. 
Thrill House. And he comes up against Thrill House. Thrill House is an apprentice and Thrill House is getting paid $20 an hour. Thrill House is $123, sorry, 123 hours per month. Why? Because we're taking into consideration his take days. Thrill House might not quite be a billable resource. So we might call him a 0.7 there. And Thrill House might bring out your raw cost of operations down. And this is raw putting yourself down around there. Thrill House's charge out rate. See, a lot of people do it at 40. Has anyone ever done that? 40 bucks sounds expensive, right? For a first year trade. I paid 20, I add 20, get 20. Some people do it at 45. Some people do it at 50. I'm a big believer that you should be doing it at 65. And actually, this is monthly profit, right? So you can see, watch this. When I, this is so funny. When I first started, I was scared to charge my first year apprentice at $32 an hour. Because I was like, holy crap, I pay him 15 and now he's now I'm charging him out at 32. Can I, can I achieve such sorcery? Can I manage this? And it wasn't until I worked out the, the raw costs and I was like, holy crap, I've been losing money all this time. This is how most people only make money from materials and they don't actually realize it. So let's just say we've got his charge out rate set, right? Look, if it's not set right, like I said, we're just, we're just losing money. You're actually worse off sometimes for having an apprentice. Or if you're not utilizing them properly, right? Let's say you're charging correct and you're not utilizing properly at a point one, then he's just an absolute liability. You're trying to spread your cost of operations out and you're just, you're, you're cooking it, right? What told us this? Math, so we've got to get them skilled up and we've got to get our raw costs down, spread out operation costs over the two of us and charge them out correctly. Now we can make some good money. Now the benefit of, material, of uh, an apprentice is maybe now you're moving an extra 5,000 in materials, an extra 3,000 per month, you know? That's probably the benefit of more staff. Sometimes you're just literally shifting more materials. So now we're at 160. I should have taken note where we started. Can I remember? 142, something like that. So tradie, full-time. And now we've got plus apprentice, right? So now we're going in here. Whoa, it's not good. Apprentice, cool. Now we're at 160 because we're moving some more materials and we're charging out correctly. But like I said, I just want to highlight the... Uh, all that kind of stuff. Like the charge out rates really matter. Usually speaking, a first year apprentice is going to cost about 60 bucks now on cost to the, to the client. And hopefully this is where efficiency comes into it again. Hopefully you've quoted 100, 120 for that and your apprentice is able to achieve it for 60 because you've upskilled them enough. It won't go through that today. All right. Let's say um, now I get, who am I going to get? Frank the Tank. Sounds like a bit of a yeah. <laughs> yeah, Frank the Tank, green hat. Uh, I'm paying him 40. We're just going to level everyone out here. He's a tradesman and I am getting 146. He's a one billable resource because he is a full billable resource tradesman, but he has increased my cost of operations a little bit because we've got him a van and we've got some new tools, all that kind of stuff. And his charge out rate is once again at 100. Now we're going to take you on a little journey here. We are looking pretty here, right, guys? 223. Now, let's say, um, let's say Frank the Tank gets us some materials, Michael. 
now he's at now we're now we're rock solid we're hitting it so this is what i want to um most times around this and now when i talk about efficiency instead of changing the billable resource i'm just going to change efficiency but it's going to do the same thing now a lot of these times when we get to this stage of business our our rate is set correctly but our rate sets what i like to call an eight hour rate so our rate is good as long as we're getting 40 hours in but if we're not getting 40 hours in our rate is bad and that's what i like to call what's what we call sort of you can call billable hours or in this case we'll call it efficiency various kind of similar things so in other words this sort of happens people start to go all right i'm only getting seven billable hours in but i'm not quite realizing it so you go through actually that's not anyone you go through getting seven billable hours in right your rate set to eight but you're getting seven billable hours in this should be on 100 that's why it's not doing that and it's really dramatically affecting our profit we've gone from 242 to 202 as a matter of fact i think you'll find most people's efficiency is flagging in and around the 70 percent mark and then I'm back to what I was before. What's 70%? 70% is 5.6 billable hours in a day. If you've tried to get 40 billable hours week in, week out, year in, year out, you will be pretty hard pressed to do so, right? So let's just take this run of the mill. Yeah, I've increased my, I'm kind of making now 30% of money from materials because my efficiency shot to pieces. Now go with me here because see this 145 right now, it's very similar to when I was just a full-time by myself. And this is the trap. This is the trap stage of business where you're so busy and then you go, I'm going to put Christina, you come to my house, you get my wife's name right. Anyone? Chuck it in the chat, please. If you don't know, you don't know, you do know, you know. Cool. And raw cost operations, we'll keep it at 45 and we'll keep this guy at 70 charge at rate at $100 now. So now we're shifting a few more materials. Things are looking a little bit up for us, right? But this is what happens at this stage, right? So we're, we're operating under efficiency stress. We're at 70% and Steven Seagal's getting stressed. He's got a couple of young kids. He's getting his billable hours in. He's working 40 hours a week. Things starting to get neglected. He's, he's starting to get neglected. His personal life started to get neglected. He's, his quotes are now four days late. Spoke to someone this week and they'd sent a quote and the work had already been completed. Can't you relate to that sometimes? <laughs> it's funny. So, so actually, it's not funny at all, but it kind of is funny. if you know. So what happens at this stage? Stephen gets really stressed. He hasn't been off the tools slowly, a slow burn. And he's got so, so much office stuff to do. But so much. He's disorganized. He's unproductive. He's frustrated in the office. And all of a sudden, he's like, I'm off the tools. Zero. Look at this. 50 grand. Why? Because he's taken himself as a billable resource straight off. And that's what people do. As a matter of fact, a lot of people do it after this next person who will call Colonel Sanders, say another tradesman, and let's say you got 40, tradie is 146, that is one, this is back to 45, we'll keep it there, it's probably going to be pretty similar to that, maybe slightly higher, but go with me here, charge out at 100, right, efficiency back to 70, 
So now he's on 112. And this is this is the trap. This is exactly the trap. I have just painted the picture of the trap. We are looking at three tradies, one apprentice, one business owner off the tools making $112,000. Significantly less than 143. So most people at this point get around a barbecue and everyone finds what they want to hear. Make no mistake. If you want someone to tell you it's impossible, you're going to find someone to tell you it's impossible. If you want someone to tell you you've done the right thing, you're going to find someone to tell you you've done the right thing. If you want someone to shoulder to lean on, you'll find it. You'll find it 100%. You go to a barbecue, I can't, I tried that. Doesn't work. Trust me, doesn't work. And then you get this negative mindset and you don't change what you should have changed in the first place. So at this many staff, we're looking at a couple of ratios here. We're looking at roughly six hours off the tools per tradie to an apprentice. So Steven Seagal here has to get his office stuff into three days. So three days is a 0.6. So now, he's, now we're talking. See that? Even the minimal changes in that to 0.2, narrow one. This is at 0.2 is one day if you can't do the mass. 0.4, now 182. Now 0.6, 2.17. Now we're talking. Now this is what needs to be the reset stage of business. I'll show you why. Let me just sip my tea. This is the reset stage of business. Steven Seagal, let's put him at a 0.4 actually. 182, right? So he can look back and be so frustrated that he was, um, I was used to make 143, just wanted by myself, just ripping in. Can I tell you the issue with that? The issue is that there's no end to it. There's no holidays. There's no sick leave. There's no downtime. There's no early days. There's just early mornings and late nights of hamster wheel, hamster wheel, hamster wheel, hamster wheel, hamster wheel. If that's what you want to do, then you're probably in the wrong spot because we train growth, automation, profit, and success. So I want to show you what he should do. Can anyone relate to this, by the way? Is anyone um, picking up what I'm putting down in this? This is exactly what I'm putting down. If you can, chuck it in the chat. I'd love to see. So what needs to happen here, right? Steven Seagal's got organized now. I'm just getting so... So excited by even saying his name, I have to go home and watch Hard to Kill. You can take that to the bank, someone said to me today. Too many movie references, but whatever. Uh, okay, so point four, Bill. So now he's got to get organized. He's got to get all this stuff into three days of office, and he's got two days on site billable. Usually at this stage, you want him to take care of the service and maintenance, like the small staff, the starting people on the projects, just that kind of stuff to keep the boys and girls moving. That's really what we're looking for, right, at this stage. What needs to happen here is he needs to get super organized in his three days in the office. So he sets up his shopping list pricing system. Why? Because quoting gets faster like that. He, he sets up his job management system. Why? Because he can't physically remember where everyone's going to go tomorrow. He sets up his on-site quotes. He starts to facilitate everything, gets his signer and gets his website, gets his Instagram set up. It's the biz dev. The biz dev stage. He joins the academy. Why? Because he needs help. And he doesn't know his raw cost operations per hour. He's, he's punting on what Jimmy used to punt. Oh, Jimmy was $76 now. I should be $76 as well. Susie told me I can't charge more than that. I'm going to believe Susie, right? So watch this, watch this, watch this. Oh, I hope you're ready for this. I hope you're ready for this. 
I really hope you're ready for this. Okay, this is the coolest thing about this. This office time and his pullback, he needs to now focus. And he sits there and he's looking at his spreadsheet and he's like, what the hell's going on? Like, where's the money? Where's the money? <laughs> Where are you, Nighty? 182 grand. He's like, where's the money? When am I going to get the money? You know, all this kind of stuff. Like, what's happening? And then he sits there and he's like, oh, my gosh. Our, our billable hours, our, we'll call it efficiency for sake here, our efficiency here, we're getting six billable hours a day. Our, our rate's our rate set, rate set to eight. Our rate's only applicable if, if we're getting 40 hours. We're not. Okay. So how are we going to get it? I have to improve my systems. Gonna have to like get some workflows happening. Gonna have to get some some backend stuff happening to help the guys and girls on site. I'm gonna have to get better tools to make it faster. I'm just gonna have to focus and and maybe change my quoting structure. So many times at this stage of business, people are still quoting to what the business owner could do the job for. But how many people know not everyone operates as fast as the business owner? There's got to be a reset. There's got to be some kind of what used to take you two days in your hero status now takes your staff members three days. That's okay. It is what it is. Not everyone pushes as hard as you and is as good as you. Otherwise, they would more than likely work for themselves. So I want you to watch, watch the wage. I'm going to put it down here. 182. What we want to do here is go, what we want to do here is go, all right, let's increase everyone's efficiency to 85%. To have gone from six bill hours to seven bill hours. Right? Six billable to seven billable. Can anyone, is it just me seeing that or are you guys seeing that? You're seeing that. We just went from, we just raised $100,000 in profit. How? One extra billable hour per staff member per day. So that's the disconnect. If you haven't quite made what you thought, maybe the reason is efficiency. Now watch this. Let's say if we can get it to 95 Let's take everyone to 95. Take him to 95 too. What happens now? Now we're on 326,000. So we just went from 182 to 279 to 326. How? Got an extra billable hour in or two. So next time you're sending the boys and girls home from seven to a two for a seven hour day and your rate set to eight, you're going to think twice about it? Yes. Next time you've got your rate, are you going to look at what it's set at? The six, seven, eight. Shout out to Peak Performance where we actually help you and guide you into that. And um, otherwise, I don't know what you would do here. So I know people in the academy, and I'd shout them out. They're probably listening. I could shout them out. Operating over 100% efficiency. What's This is the good operator syndrome I was talking about before. Now we're on 365, right? What's, what's that mean? That means we're able to, we're quoting 8.5, doing it at eight. Stuff that's really simple, right? Really simple. So as you become a business owner, not a worker, a business owner, you can start to focus on things like efficiency and billable hours. Now, now with this additional profit, Steven Seagal can probably shift himself off the tools, right? He's off the tools. 
He's got an admin, man or woman. So his, his raw costs have probably gone up. 50, still making great money off the tools, right? But what does this mean? Now he's got an extra two days up his sleeve. We'll take everyone back to what's sort of achievable with someone watching them like a hawk and some good quoting systems and some good on-site stuff and everything, some good workflows. We're taking back to 95% efficiency, 211. What's he sacrificed here? He sacrificed money, but what's he gained? Time. At this stage of business, there's going to be a money v. time sacrifice. There's going to be a sacrifice where you're like, do I stay on the tools, right, and get those billable hours in? Let's just take it. Let's show you what it is. Earn an extra $70,000. This is, this is a real sacrifice. You'll, you'll go through this and you'll be laughing. And I'm saying, I, showed, I taught you this. This is a good thing to learn. Because you suck, you, at this point, he's probably pretty stretched. And he's got, someone wants to meet him on a Friday, he's on the tools. Someone wants to meet him on a Thursday and, and he's got his AirPods in and he's, he's working and he's like, oh, I can't get to that call. He misses a call. Do you, know, do you know what happens? I want us to stop saying we won jobs and lost jobs and start saying we won networks and lost networks. When you win a job or a client, you don't win that job or that client. You win that client's network. You win their workplaces. You win their friends' workplaces. You win everything that that client sort of has, right? How many of us have been chipped into jobs by people we would never have thought about in the first place? Like, well, I never knew that person ran that. I didn't know he knew him. I didn't know she did this. You know, what happened? You did a good job and now you have a network. So there's going to be a time versus or money sacrifice does Steven Seagal either sacrifice his time? And to me, in my opinion, where my head goes straight to here is quality of life. So if I've got no kids, I'm probably sacrificing my time. I'm probably doing two hours and punching in a lot of office work after hours to build a business, right? If I've got kids, I'm probably like, I don't want them to just have a successful dad that's not around. I want to be there at this. I want to go there to this. I'm going to chill out a little bit, not push as hard, sacrifice some money. But I think at this stage, there's that real wrestle because you probably need it on the tools, but you need to be off the tools to find the staff and find the clients. So that's the wrestle. But what do you sacrifice here? What are we going from 281 here to 211? So it's 70 grand you sacrifice. You know, some of you would just be thrilled at 211. Let me just... Shout out that that's just a piece of the pie, right? You're just getting started. Now with Steven Seagal off the tools completely, not an ego-based, not thinking like, oh, I, I, yeah, I'm off the tools. I'm at the barbecue and I'm on my high horse. No, he's off the tools. He's mass-wise. He's smart enough to go, okay, what I want to do here is go, um, yeah, I'm going to spend those extra two days developing the business. I'm going to get that training I always thought I was going to get. I'm going to build those spreadsheets. I'm going to implement that workflow. I'm going to focus on the admin stuff going well. I'm going to get those quotes out on time. I'm going to get that developed process on site for the boys and girls to quote. I'm going to, like I said before, sign right the vans. How Instagram sucks. 
I'm going to focus up on Instagram, right? If you don't have Instagram, just think about your sort of habits. If someone contacts you out of the blue, what do you do? You look at their website, you look at their Instagram. So if someone looked at your website or Instagram, what are they going to find? So this is cool. And I'll take you there pretty quickly because I am running out of time a little bit, but who are we missing? We're missing Ronald McDonald, Sylvester Stallone, Luke Perry. Fire, that's good. I don't say so myself. Let's go, Tradesman, Apprentice, and let's go, Tradesman. So what's our ratio here? Got one, two, three, four, five Tradesmen, two Apprentices. So we go 40, and then we'll go 20, and then 40. You've seen I've kept everyone pretty consistent. And then we'll go over here, monthly hours, Trady, Apprentice. Trady, billable component is a one. This guy's a 0.7 because he's an apprentice. If you don't know what that kind of means, it's a billable resource. So it's saying they're carrying a bit less of the load, right? You can structure it either way. It doesn't really matter. But for this instance, we'll do this. And that's one. Raw costs. It's going to stay around 50. It's probably going to be more like 55 at this stage, actually. So we should change that. Bear with me a sec while I hack the mainframe, as they say. So where are we going to be at here? It's going to be really interesting. We'll set our efficiency because I've. this is the best thing about it. I said this today in our peak performance session. When new staff members come on board, they don't know any different. They don't know how it used to be. They don't know the good old days when we used to knock off at one. They don't know when they didn't have to log their hours onto that job management system. They don't know they didn't have to work out that process, work through that process for all the workflows. They just do what they're told because that's the way we do things around here. That's culture. Culture is the way we do things around here. Now we're talking, right? 340. The elephant in the room here is the materials. At this many staff, I'm possibly moving 35 grand of materials. You know what? The coolest thing about this is we're just getting started. We haven't even filled the rest of the floor in. But you can see here, and this happens a lot, right? I want to highlight this because this is um, this really happens to people. So let's just say this is awesome, right? For this stage, stage of business, we're making 400 grand. And maybe if we could be a little bit efficient, we'll make a bit more. But we want to highlight this actually sliced alone as an apprentice. It's going to have to punch in at 60 why is that punching out that figure for me? Work that out in a second. Change it to one. It's kind of relevant. All right. What we want to do here is go like this. This is what a lot of businesses do. You look busy from the outside. You got, what, five tradesmen, two apprentices. Everyone's thinking those guys are making 500 grand. You're at the barbecue and someone's like, how's business? Like, it's really good. It's really good. It's really good. But the elephant in the room is your efficiency is shot to shit, right? Your rate set incorrectly. You're quoting jobs wrong. You're actually out on your feet. You're stressed. You're overwhelmed. And now we're making $91,000. And this is a real thing. This is what really happens to people. People push so hard 
They got a lot of stuff. Everything looks great from the outside. Everything looks rosy, right? But it's not. Because why? Because you put 91 against what we're working as a full-time trader by ourselves. And what do we start to think? The grass was way greener on the other side. This sucks. This is not achievable. This is not doable. And this is the coolest thing. And this is what, this is what I really want you guys to see. We'll put all these guys at one billable resource so you can kind of see. But this is just absolutely nuts, right? So how can, how can someone with this many staff be failing so much? It's actually just efficiency. Yeah, that's it. So we're charging the right amount, right? Isn't this you sometimes? Can't everyone in this call relate to this? We've got the manpower. Look at our look at our star-studded lineup. Thrill House, Frank the Tat, Christina, Colonel Sanders, Ronald McDonald, Slice on Luke Perry, Stevens to go. Got the we're the best tradesmen. Our charge out is correct. I have calculated my cost operations to the dollar. I'm off the tools. I'm doing everything correctly except my efficiency shot. And that's sort of what we live and breathe here at the academy. We want to see everyone's efficiency at 100%. We want to see you setting that rate and hitting those targets. We want to see, we guide you with the processes, structures, systems, knowledge to smashing it out of the park back to 436 right? This is kind of pretty much in the service trade, what you're going to see. 70% labor, 30% materials. Pretty much pound for pound what you're going to see. But most people, when that's a 70% efficiency, they're making almost 70 to 80% of their margin for materials. So what am I actually trying to say in this spreadsheet? How important your rate is, how important your billable hours are, and how important efficiency is. If that's what you take away, that's what you need to take away. So when you're getting off the tools, when, you, when you're changing from, from um, you know, technician to, to manager and, and all that kind of stuff's happening, we need to be smart about it. We can't just go cold turkey, drop it. We've got to go slow burn, take a day off at a time. And that's what we do. And that's how we handle it. Any questions about how good was that spreadsheet, by the way? See it, yeah? Yeah, it's a good one, um, Greg. It's great here. Um, yeah, but- just wondering, um, how, do, how does an admin staff, sort of obviously it, it adds to your raw cost of operation and yeah. efficiency is questionable. So how would, can you tell us how that looks? Yeah, so what I, what I did, and this is what we do in the academy, right? I'll show you. So let me share the screen again. So this would be, oh, what, what screen do I share that? Yeah, cool. Your, your admin is going to come into, in this instance, I didn't add an admin here. I'm just going to put it in the raw cost. So whatever you were paying her, that's divided, or him, sorry, I should say him or her, that's divided out by the hour. It's not coming through, are What's that? What can you go to see? No, nah, your screen hasn't come through. Hold on a sec. All right, there with me. Better? 
Yeah. yeah, cool. So in this instance, what I've done is just put it in the raw cost here of operations per hour. So that's going to include absolutely everything. In this case, I've lumped the VA or admin into that as an expense. But yeah, like you can say, even if this went to 60, probably going to be around a 55 in my opinion in there. But this stage business, and this is the interesting thing about, I said this in our peak performer call this morning, but let's just go through this for a second. So yeah, it's, it's not going to be too dissimilar to that, you know? And that's, so generally speaking, you got six hours admin per billable resource, say. So in a full-time admin role would handle that, but it kind of depends on your industry too. So check this out. So you got admin, right? So admin, I'm just typing if you guys can see that. Admin and project. Let's just list the, the stuff you guys do. So we've got invoicing. Oh, that's awful. Okay, let me just go through it. So admin, right, is going to have, if you've got, if this many people, let's go tradies, one, two, three, four tradies. One, two, three, four, five tradies. If this five tradies did three jobs a day, whoa, what's happening here? Oh my gosh, tech lord, add it. I'm going to draw this on the iPad. This is going to be much easier to suffice. Give me a sec. So admin is going to be slightly variable for this, but let's just say you had service plus maintenance or project and we'll, we'll take like the, we'll exaggerate this hard, but get the gist. Let's say Stephen had this and he had, Five tradies doing three jobs a day. It's 15, jo 15 jobs to invoice. That's 75 jobs a week to invoicing, right? And now he's got, um, we like to encourage health and safety checks. Maybe he's got 50 of them. Maybe he's got 75 lots of scheduling. Then he's got, quote, follow-ups for the health and safety checks for probably 30. And he's got late payments for 30 again. And maybe a rebooking or something like that, just general admin of an extra 30. So this seven people can hit, what's that? Roughly 300 admin transactions. Slightly exaggerated, but go over here. If this was across a project and you had done the hard legwork first or you had a cost plus job at a pub or something like that, those seven people could be across three to four jobs that week. So you might have 10 invoices, none of that, 20 lots of scheduling, none of that, maybe five of these and maybe just, let's say 30 general stuff as well. So that's achieved 60. So you can see how um, different businesses require different levels of admin. General rule of thumb is service and maintenance are a one to three or four. In other words, one admin to three or four staff. But project, you can probably get away with six to eight, maybe, you know? So I would encourage everyone out there, if you're thinking about getting an admin man or woman, Get them on for two to four hours at the start, then eight hours, and then branch with it from there. So, yeah, in this case, I have this rule of thumb, lucid, cost of all in admin and the cost of all. So, yeah, to answer your question. Make sense, everyone? Thank you. Cool. Any more questions, guys? Hopefully, you um, grasp the efficiency monster. Um, yeah, anything in the chat that I missed? So, 
pretty relatable, not having a choice at the moment. So here we go. As Stephen is doing 0.4 or 0.6 days with three traders apprentices, still fair to say, yeah, that could be a bit of a stretch there, Adrian. Maybe we're saying that he's not achieving his rate across those two or three days because usually at that stage of business, he's filling in the service and maintenance small stuff and he's going to quotes and quote follow-ups and site walkthroughs. So I think not too dissimilar to where that's going to land. Um, cool. Did I miss, is that making sense everyone the off the tools pathway? Did you get something out of tonight? Yeah, it was good. Hopefully, hopefully you got something out of tonight. Um, I had a lot of fun putting that spreadsheet together. And, and like I said, I made the mistake of getting off the tools too early and it was an absolute train wreck. So don't make my mistake. Make sure you get some guidance and some help along the way, which is exactly what we're here for. And um, yeah, when the time comes, it's, it's amazing. Like honestly, some of the best days of my life were in the off the tools business side when established the business and which is now sold and, and moved on. But, you know, I was starting work when I wanted to start work. Maybe it was nine, maybe I was surfing in the morning. Maybe it was 10. Maybe it was just not even. Maybe I was doing whatever. Who cares what, what I was doing? I'd worked hard enough to get to that point. And as honestly some of the, the greatest times is the freedom and flexibility and the money coming in to also to, to live like that. So I want to encourage everyone, if it's not there now, doesn't mean it's, it's not going to be there in the future. What is delayed is not necessarily denied, as they like to say. You just need to kind of reset, relook at how, you, um, how you're viewing things, adjust the mindset, adjust the spreadsheet, and uh, rock and roll from there. So did I miss anyone's question in the chat or we, we got to it? Um, is that, are you going to put that spreadsheet up on the files? or Are you in incubator? I will be saying. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I spoke to Mitch and I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to give this spreadsheet to anyone in, obviously our peak performance, I'll run through that with them next Monday, the spreadsheet as a full session. And um, yeah, if you're in Incubator, I'll, I'll give it to you. If not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, join Incubator. <laughs> I was thinking about it. You feel like such a dickhead, but I'm like, everyone does it. Like that's what, that's what you do. You got to, you, you show me anyone. Um, in the world, this doesn't have a, a, you get more for paying more. That's what it is. No one else. So yeah, if you're in here, message me, put it in the chats tonight. I'd love yeah. to talk to you guys. So um, yeah, dangle the carrot as Nighty likes to say. It's what you got to do, Nighty. Steven Seagal has got to dangle that carrot. I know you like the where's the money chat as well. So what do you guys do from here? Um, to be honest, the spreadsheet's not really going to help you that much. Like it's, it's just not, you need the guidance and you need, um, you need help and you need like, yeah, I'm talking about workflows and processes and admin stuff and, and this, you need someone to hold your hand and walk you through it. So that's kind of why we exist. So hopefully it highlighted the fact that um, <clears throat> we'll see you guys hanging around more and there'll be good times. So who's chucked anything in the chat? So nice. All right, guys, I finished on time. This is an absolute godsend miracle i'm going to um finish the session but if you want to hang around i will split everyone into groups or you can stay in one group whatever i think uh, one of the most undervalued parts of mastermind is um hanging around talking to people and getting to know other businesses learning from other people's mistakes so if you need to bail bail and if you want to hang around um put you in a group good times 
Nice, guys. Good hanging. See you guys soon. Hey, Crowley. So if you're loving the podcast, please share with your friends, anyone that's thinking about starting a tradie business or got a large tradie business. We help everyone from startup all the way up to million dollar plus months. We'd love to help you too. And lastly, it would mean a lot if you could leave a review on the player that you're listening to this on. It helps us get out there and help more tradies in business perform better and create better lives for themselves.